Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Let's pray. And Father, we pray now that you would use me to preach a message to mothers as well as mothers live streaming and YouTubing and all these things. And mothers in person, grandmothers, mothers in all kinds of conditions and circumstances. May this message be a tremendous source of encouragement and hope. And may this message go out to the rest of us as well, because the gospel is for everyone. The word of God is for all of us to minister to us, to build us up, to convict us, to revive us, to even more save us. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen. Turn with us to the book of Proverbs, chapter 31. Verses 26 through 28, Proverbs 31, chapter 31, verses 26 through 28 is a text, and there you'll find these words. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household, and she does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. And from this passage of scripture, we want to preach this morning the value of a mother's influence in her family, the value of a mother's influence in her family. By way of introduction, Mothers, whether you are aware of it or not, you are a very influential person in your family. And you can actually lose sight of that reality by being overwhelmed with so many responsibilities of motherhood, such as washing clothes, cooking, shopping, house cleaning, working a job, doing homework for yourself or helping your children with theirs. You have to deal with family illness, medical appointments, and so much more. Sometimes you have to be the nurse to your children. And for you mothers who are single, separated, divorced, or widowed, your challenges are even greater because of not having a spouse to co-labor with you in your family responsibilities. And by the end of the day, after you've done all the things that was set in your heart to do, you're just wiped out and you have nothing left to give. Sometimes you're so tired that you're actually numb. You're achy. You're exhausted. It is my prayer that God gives you a double portion of strength as only he can to persevere and do what needs to be done for your precious family. Mothers, there comes a time when you need to focus on the reality 
that you have tremendous influence on your family like no one else. You have tremendous influence on your family like no one else. From the time your baby comes out and is laid on your breast, there is an inseparable bond that the Lord gives to you and your baby as you nurture your child through the transitions of life. Mothers, your influence as a mother is a special gift from God, and he desires that you maximize it to be ever so effective in your motherhood. What is influence? What is influence? Influence is to have the ability to affect positive spiritual change in your family's behavior and character. I say it again because I see so many writing and that's a good thing. Influence is to have the ability to affect positive spiritual change in your family's behavior and character. Your influence, mom, shapes and directs your family. Mothers, you have a tremendous potential to shape your family like no one else. Like no one else. Your influence is greater than the daycare provider. Your influence is greater than the school teacher, greater than some friend, greater than co-workers. Your influence is greater than leaders in government. Your influence is greater than athletes and greater than celebrities. Your influence surpasses them all because you mold your children. You shape your children. You affect them in society for righteousness for many generations because of your godly influence on your children and grandchildren. Even when your children are grown moms, you still have tremendous influence in their lives. What a gift. The gift of influence. You are a very significant person in the lives of your family, rather, and you're a very influential person. You're a very prominent person. We need mothers. Don't you dare undervalue or underestimate the value of motherhood. It it is God-given. You have a place. It, It is a role, a special role. It is a special gift. You need to receive it and value it and utilize it to affect generations to come long after you have departed. How do mothers glorify Christ with their influence? You need to be writing this down because you're going to need every point. You say, well, my kids are grown. You don't know what you're going to encounter. How do you as mothers glorify Christ with your influence. Number one, mothers, if you're going to influence your family for righteousness, then it is critical that you are a saved mother in Christ. See, it's very critical that you're a saved mother in Christ, that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
You must receive the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You must ask him to come into your heart and save you. You must believe in his death, his burial, and his resurrection because a saved mother will influence and make an impact on her family spiritually like no one else. Your relationship with the Lord should fill your home. Your saved relationship with the Lord should fill your home with the aroma of Christ. People can walk in your house and sense God all over that house. Your family should see the love of God emanating so strongly from you until your children catch the vision of what it means to live the Christian life. Because the days are so evil, you must not display conflicting messages to your family. You, know, you, you need to be consistent in portraying Christ to your family. Your life must be a living testimony of the love of Christ that your children can emulate and carry with them as they venture out into a wicked world. Your children should not grow up 18 years in your home and miss Jesus. Secondly, mothers, make it priority to minister to yourself. This is how you glorify God with the influence because you can't minister to others until you first minister to yourself you can't really influence others to the degree that God will have you influence them until you first minister to yourself, which will result in your better serving your family and influencing them for righteousness. First Samuel chapter 30 verse 6 says, David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Mothers, if you do not take care of yourself, if you do not have some downtime, some, some rest time when you're fatigued. You get worn out and stressed. And if you don't have some me time, some time that you can be refreshed, you will be less effective with your influence on your family. When you're tired, you're cranky, uh, you're edgy, you're not as patient, and that's why it's very important that you have that time alone, time to refresh, time to serve yourself, to better serve your family. Thirdly, mothers, you will glorify Christ with your influence when you spend time in prayer. It is critical that you be a praying mother, allowing the Holy Spirit to set your agenda each day. Now, Satan, people, and, and even well-intended family members will give you an agenda that God did not give you. It is important that you allow the Lord to set your agenda, and you do that by going to God early in the morning. Psalms 143.8 says, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. Look at that. Let the morning bring me word. When was the last time morning has brought you word, mom, of his unfailing love? For I put my trust in you. Now, I love this for underline it. Show me the way I should go. Underline that. 
The Lord will show you where to go that day that you're in, that morning you're in, where you ought to be by noon, where you ought to be by evening. God will subtract some things from your schedule, add some things in your schedule. And sometimes God will turn your schedule upside down to just deal with you. When you say, Lord, I surrender this day to you. I don't know what this day is going to entail, but I know one thing. When you're guiding me, you're going to keep me. I'm going to be right where I need to be. And sometimes I realize things won't go as planned. You will reroute my day. (laughs) And allow it to be more productive because I ask you up front the way I should go. When you begin your mornings with the Lord, he will show you the way you should go. Listen to this. When you start your mornings with God, he will show you the way you should go. He will help you organize your day. He will properly allocate your time. He will properly allocate your time and cause you to effectively manage your family in order to have a productive day. Allow me to say that again because that's so critical. When you begin your morning with the Lord, he will show you what? The way you should go. He will help you organize your day and properly allocate your time and cause you to effectively manage your family to have a productive day when you acknowledge him. For in all thy ways, acknowledge him, says Proverbs 3, and he will direct your path. Number four, mothers, you are better equipped to serve and minister to your family When you slow down, you're better equipped to serve your families. When you slow down, be still and pray. Got to keep those three together. Some of you have a problem because you just can't slow down. Slow down, be still and pray. The Lord does not speak when you're ripping, running, and living in the go mode. Do you realize the Lord can't even speak to you on Mother's Day, and even though fathers are here, and it can't speak to any of you, if you're watching your clock and figuring out what you're going to eat, where you got to go, what you're going to do, what's on, what you got planned, and you miss your God moment because you, you're in the go mode. Even when you're sitting, your mind is still outside this building, uh, outside your house if you're worshiping in your homes, and you're thinking way up the road when you ought to be thinking right on God at this very moment. Psalms 4610a says, be still and know that I am God. When you make it a point to be still before the Lord for the purpose of listening to him, see, you're still, you're praying for the purpose of listening to him. The Lord will give you direction when you slow down, be still and pray. He will give you direction. He will give you clarity of mind. A clear mind. God doesn't want you to have foggy minds. You have little children. You have adult children that are coming to, to you saying, what should I do? Not only do your little children and those in high school have major decisions, your adult children have decisions that they'll bring you into uh, to talk about. So a clarity of mind. When you still yourself and, and seek God, God will answer prayer, the problems in the prayer time. He will answer, he give answers or release answers to problems. He will relieve your stress and he will usher in an overwhelming sense of peace. 
All because you slow down, you be still, and you pray. I mean, let's just Friday, I was in the car, and I was moving around. It was just Friday before Mother's Day, and it looked like everybody wanted to, everybody was moving so fast, trying to get ahead of the person. People zipping and zapping, and I was trying to pull out, and one car just sped up because he wanted to make the light, and I had to swirl to keep from hitting him. I mean, he, he was going to hit me. And I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. I would have been, a, I'd have been messed up. I wouldn't have been standing here because at the speed that he was going at the last minute, he wanted to catch that light. Everybody's in a rush. You can rush yourself right out of this world. You see, so it's very important that, that you do that, that you have an overwhelming sense of peace. Also, the greatest way to influence your family spiritually is through the ministry of prayer. If you're not a praying mom, you can't minister as effectively as you could. 1 Samuel 1.27 says, For this child I prayed, and I prayed for Samuel. And the Lord has granted me my petition, which I ask for him. Mom, there's nothing like a praying mother. You stop and pray on your children when your children seem like they're drifting or they don't give the right response. You think, instead of saying, How, why are you thinking like that? You shouldn't think like that. You know, I taught you better than that. Stop being so fussy. And just say, you know what? Let's just pause and let me pray for you right now. Sometimes your children don't need a good fussing. They just need to be prayed for. A praying mother influences her family and her prayers have lasting eternal value long after you departed this earth to be with the Lord. Your children, I remember my mother praying for me, my grandmother praying. Long after they're gone, you will remember the prayers of your mother and your father. Pray, lay hands on your children. Pray for them. Stop and pray. Even if they don't want prayer, that's when you really need to be praying. If they have negative body language, pray harder. Pray, pray. Number five. Mothers being self-disciplined is so essential as an influencer in your family. Being self-disciplined is so essential as an influencer in your family. 1 Corinthians 9.27a says, 1 Corinthians 9.27a says, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. Mothers, you must be self-disciplined for your family to maintain proper balance. To set the spiritual tone in your family, the tenor, tone, tenor, and atmosphere in your family. You must not allow television to interrupt and cause your, the atmosphere of your family to change. You must not allow the internet, social media, and for heaven's sakes, politics. Politics can take families under, set people back, do not allow the news and relationship with people to overrule your godly influence and steal your valuable time. Set healthy boundaries to keep your family going in the right direction. Know when to tell your family, that's enough of that now. Don't you think it's time to pull back from that? Don't tell somebody, shut that thing off. Don't do that. No, don't do that. You know, I think we need to can, can we do something else? I think we can be more productive with our time. It's, it's not just what you say. It's how you say what you say. And um, 
So you be gracious. And that's, that goes for you men too. It's very important that you not allow these things to change the atmosphere or the environment of a home. Number six, you project kingdom influence upon your family by giving a spiritual perspective in response to every negative comment or situation in your family. You project kingdom influence upon your family by giving a spiritual perspective in response to every negative comment or situation in your family. Proverbs 31:26b says, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Kindness. Colossians 4, 6 says, let your speech always, always, that always means always, be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Each member of your family, mom, deserves an answer, and you're not going to answer them all the same way because they don't all have the same issues. God will show you how to answer your husband. He'll show you how to answer your oldest child, the non-compliant child, the compliant child, or the child that's trying to find his way. Mothers, you know, you know your husband and each of your children. And if you are led by the spirit and not your emotions, you will give a timely spiritual answer at just the right time when it is needed the most to each of them. The right response at the right time to each of them. Teach yourself not to be so easily frustrated. Teach yourself not to yell and scream in order to command respect. Be careful how you answer your husband. And husbands, you be careful how you answer your wife. God is listening to your tone. Number seven. But before I even go to, thank you, Holy Ghost. Before I even go to the next point. Every negative comment in your family ought to be counted with a spiritual answer from the Lord. When someone says something that's negative, discouraging, or ugly, or put down, and you come back with something spiritually positive, uplifting, edifying, and encouraging, you know what? That, that keeps the peace in the house that keeps the house from having unnecessary tension and stress. And you know what? It teaches people, your family members, hey, I can't go negative because every time I go negative, my mom or dad is going to come with a spiritual timely word that's going to disarm me. Because people can't fight the word. They can't fight a soft answer that turns away wrath. And you do that over and over again, they'll get the message and they'll stop going there because you won't let them go there. You won't let them go there. You let them know, hey, this family is bigger than that. I'm not going to let my conversation stoop down to that level. God expects more of our conversation. Now let's move on. Number seven, bathe your family in encouragement. So many families are starving for encouragement. We, we have a crisis of, of a lack of encouragement. People are more prone to put down, talk about the faults, say what's not. Even when you hear good news, they can't even rejoice in it. 
They can't encourage the young. They don't encourage the old. They don't encourage children. Even when things go well. But now when things go bad, what happened? How could this? Didn't you know? Oh, they could talk to you. But when things go well, can't say nothing. Uh-huh. Well, pretty good. Well, you know, it should have happened that way. Wait a minute. The Bible says encourage one another, and that's not optional. And when you're encouraging one another, it's not being smart. And by the way, men, when you encourage somebody, some of you men got big voices. Some of you pretty big, and you got big voices. That means you got to tone it down. You got to be intentional about your voice level and be able to connect and reach your family. Babe, your family in encouragement, they will sure need it. In a world filled with hate and anger and rage and bitterness and jealousy and bad news after bad news after bad news, 1 Thessalonians 5, 11 says, therefore encourage one another. That's not optional. And build up one another just as you are doing. When your family has been saturated with encouragement, they will be able to withstand the abusive words that are sure to come at them in a sinful and evil world. Also, never put limits on any member of your family's aspirations, dreams, and visions. Never, never put limits or restrictions on any member of your family's aspirations, visions, and dreams. I want to be a doctor. You can't be that. They can be anything they want to be. Our children were free to be whatever they wanted to be. If they didn't want to be, it was because it was their choice. Whatever they wanted to be. We didn't tell them they couldn't do that. that you, you're not smart enough to do that. Or you haven't done that, anything like that before. I don't know anybody in the family that does that, so why are you going to do it? Oh, no. Oh, no. Let them dream. Let them have aspiration. Let, let them have vision. Let them, let them have all those things. Be their staunch supporter and cheerleader and help them achieve their God-given destiny. Whatever they want to be. If they don't want to go to college, you're going to college. Your mama went to college. Your daddy went to college. Look at all your sisters. They all summa cum laude. So you going to, oh, no. You may decide to be a brick mason and make more money than all of them. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683.